and the uh, and the Tony Machine Gun Thompson uh, texting about how they missed the 90s because why wouldn't you simply because I think Tony was like yeah listening to uh, why not this big round beaver you know Primus yeah and that, and that made him mist- that's what triggered the not wanting to live in 2020 anymore I guess really uh, I it mean, wasn't like that's enough for me <laughs> it wasn't like like peaches from the presidents of the United States of America. No, nah, I just uh, uh, Ben Hyman. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote him. Uh, the '90s need to return. The world needs a comeback. And I said, yeah, the 1890s, preferably <laughs> with less racism. We went down rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we formed streams. me you're probably gonna puke in the trash can again but that's not the case today or at least unless i get food poisoning or something but halfway through don't eat those shrimp yeah. that are sitting next to your keyboard man no i ate i did eat some shrimp though for breakfast oh shit all right <laughs> garbage can vomit at 30 minutes i made me some uh, seafood enchiladas the other day so oh, i had yeah. the last two of those for breakfast you made seafood because... enchiladas the other day and you're yeah. eating them today I mean, yeah, it's not like I stored them under my fucking bed, man. That's they bad medicine, I put them man. In the, put them in the fridge. That's I didn't bad like. Medicine. I didn't like bury them in the yard and exhume them later to eat them. Make kimchi out of them. Well, also that's going to become a callback here shortly. The burying in the yard thing. It's a call forward. <laughs> yep. Fantastic. All right. I know. How's everybody? Well, I know. Yeah, Will, you got to go to Idaho here after we're done. Yep, got to go to Ruby Ridge. They were a family of extremists. Government is rotten. I never heard you talk like this before. Where are you getting all these ideas from? Read your Bible, Mom. There's more to this idea of a Zionist one-world conspiracy than I ever imagined. Oh, man. Oh, man. And they were willing to follow their beliefs. We're looking for Ruby Ridge. This is perfect. Praise the Lord. To the very end. Dave, we gotta protect ourselves against who? Everybody. And the guns? That's my trade. We may do some business together. They'll come up here, they'll kick us off the land, they'll rip this whole place apart. Based on the actual events. What went wrong? Well, we, we might have underestimated them. Randy Quaid. We're not running away! Laura Dern. And that's what they'll do to me. They'll probably shoot me. And Diane Ladd. That's my daughter up there. She's no killer. The Siege at Ruby Ridge. Nobody knows the truth but us. From ABC Distribution Company. No. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we're... Close we're to do, it. We're do, like, up by Sandpoint or some shit? Close to Coeur d'Alene. 
Oh, that's but not too Sandpoint bad. Sandpoint is not even about an hour and a half north. Yeah, Sandpoint can go fuck itself. Um, yeah, Sandpoint's up on uh, 145th, right? Well, I know it's where you get pulled over for having Washington plates, and they'll accuse you of like doing everything possibly you could do wrong. And then they let you go when they find out you have guns. After they have the border, <laughs> after they have the border patrol come, have dogs sniff your car. The dogs that find was, anything fun, like an old coffee filter or a pair of underwear. Nothing. Zagnut um, bar. Like I said, well, that one cop accused me of first speeding, then uh, drunk driving, then oh, I can't remember what the fuck else. Then he thought Darren had weed in his sunglasses box. And then he called down the border patrol dog and sniffed the car. And then the very last thing he did is like, "You have any firearms in this vehicle?" He's like, "Well, yes, sir. I got like a 308 rifle in the back." He's like, "Good. I always recommend people travel armed on this side of the Rockies." And then he let us go. I think there should be a three strike rule for the cops. Like if they're <laughs> like, "You were speeding." No, I wasn't. Uh, you're drunk. Yeah. No, I'm not. You have weed. I, no, I don't have yeah, weed. I haven't had a beer like, in three days, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. After three strikes, they should just have to fuck off. I don't know. All I know is that fucking cat, like, he had more shit on his body than I had the whole time I was in Iraq, like, just tactical gear-wise. Oh, God, had, I was thinking, like, he, a, like, what, like a robot arm that, like, could shoot a, a grappling they don't, hook? And, they don't have the budget for that in Sandpoint, but what he did have yes. was a little, like, the cop, not quite Hitler mustache, but, like, you know, the little, like, the uh, something by Mary mustache. Oh, and then yeah, the yeah. Bi- and then the bicked bald head. Ugh. Yeah. That's not a good it's, look. I'm, I'm just saying I'm not going back to Sandpoint. I mean, I will talk shit about Miles City and drive through Miles City again, but especially after I've just done this, I am not ever going back to Sandpoint, I know. Because that fucking Kojak-looking motherfucker will find me. And, uh, yeah, I don't want I don't want <laughs> that. <laughs> that. That mustache, by the way, is, it's called the, the 1920s uh, Millionaire. Is that what it is? Yeah, the Roaring Twenties Millionaire. It's like the bad guy from The Rocketeer. I call it the date rapist, but whatever you want, you know. <laughs> you don't think a millionaire from the Twenties is a date rapist? Come on, man. I mean, I guess. Ah, was that even? I didn't I, see that I, movie. That was was that even a thing they could like get the cops to like help you work work on back then? No. Hell no. Ask Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Is that in the Great Gatsby? The Great. Rapesy. No, I'm still talking about the the Rocketeer. Oh, I thought you were talking about Labyrinth. Oh, Jennifer Connelly's in the Rocketeer, man. She's also in Labyrinth. As to as. Yeah, she's also she's in. Also yeah, in she's that. also in that. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't gonna bring that up, but okay. Uh, and last Jennifer Connelly movie I'm gonna plug today is Career Opportunities, where a guy gets guy and his like this dude and Jennifer Connelly get locked into a super target overnight and that's the whole movie i'm a janitor in training you're an heiress you know what your problem is no but let me go get my list what are you planning to steal hairspray well, we haven't decided yet have we from john hughes career opportunities the story of a man and a woman aisles apart if i was sweating would you touch me I would probably touch you even if you were covered with spiders. Okay. I don't know, man. Jennifer Connelly was a babe when I was a kid. She's still a babe today. That's all I know. Damn right. Anyway, I think that's enough bullshit. Um, So, uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. 
Or, oh, uh, was fun. Ooh, good job there, Bella Lugosi. Yeah, so it's our fucking uh, howdy, howdy ween episode, which you know our our initial one was uh was last year. If if y'all tuned in to uh, hear about the uh, Red Ghost of Arizona, which we have a teacher for sale with the Red yeah, Ghost of do. Arizona on it. We do. And then uh, what else did we do? We did cannibals, and we did skinwalkers. Oh yeah, skinwalkers. Yes. Oh okay. yeah. It's funny. The Red Ghost was so good; it overshadowed all the rest in the in my mind. There, there is fucking nothing funnier than a goddamn camel with a corpse strapped to it trampling people to death. It just can't happen. But we're gonna fucking try. And with that, um. I see. I got two in the quiver. I think I'm gonna do the hard one first because I researched this one a couple weeks ago, and then in the last couple, like, let's call it 17 hour period, I found more. Inf- Basically, I was looking at a bunch of shit that wasn't Wikipedia that was like kind of vague, and then I actually looked into Wikipedia. I was like, oh fuck! Like they're saying nobody ever got caught. They're saying that, and Wikipedia's like, oh yeah, there's definitely some arrests made, some stuff, and so we're delving into this. Uh, fair warning, there's a lot of names. I'm gonna get a lot of them mixed up, and there's a lot of weird shit going on. But, uh, we're gonna talk about Kansas again. Oh, alright. Okay. Read Kansas! And, um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go as, uh, Dave Anthony for Halloween and be like, 1872! Year of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Ugh. <laughs> Fucking, uh, yeah. Labette <laughs> County, Kansas. Okay, basically, uh, if you lived in Lebec County, Kansas at that point, uh, that year, a uh, 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 family, well, not a family, several families of weirdos showed up. Um, they were all uh, adherents to spiritualism, which I think we wanted to do last Halloween, and we didn't really delve that deep into it. Uh, but, you know, spiritualism is the shit where you're talking to ghosts, basically. In, in, in some extreme cases, you make ectoplasm come out of your face, and, you, have, you know, you have the things where things are knocking on tables, and... All you that talk, you talk to cats in a graveyard. Basically, I was trying to research spiritualism shit for this episode, and then I came across this one, which is tied in, but it's so much better than just huckstery and bullshit. Okay, but anyway, uh, like uh, about five families came and kind of homesteaded there, and they were spiritualists, right? And so at that time, people would come and like seek you out and to go have the ghost tell you, "Oh, oh I want to talk to my dead grandmother," and all that shit. So oh, yeah. Come, Crossing over. They'd actually, right, they'd all come talk to you and shit. Well, um, this family, the Benders, uh, their daughter, uh, <laughs> yeah, their last name is Bender. Uh, their, Futurama. Uh, Not human. Their daughter, Kate, was the clairvoyant of the family. And by all by all accounts, she was, like, attractive and well-spoken uh, with a slight German accent, but not as bad as the rest of the family. Uh, but she was the clairvoyant. And then the folks also set up, they had, like, a one-bedroom cabin that they set up as kind of like um, a, you could go get your go get your ghost talk on and also eat a hearty meal, maybe even sleep there, or you could like buy like shit. It was like a shitty dry goods store, and all they did is they hung a sheet down the middle of the cabin, so the one side of the sheet was kind of the family room, and the rest was like general pop room, where <laughs> like they you know where you'd either talk to a ghost or fucking buy some cornbread or whatever the fuck you're gonna do. Right? Or the ghost will tell you to buy like you know that kind of baking powder. Yeah, they I mean, make, make it Alex Mack like float through the air. 
landed. Well, your I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it sounds like the, the Benders were uh, kind of um, entrepreneurial family. You know, they, sure. they had a lot of lot of stuff rolling. Uh, but okay, so Kate was a clairvoyant. Uh, the mom, Elvira, was described by the neighbors Elvira? as. Elvira? Hello, darling. It's me, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. That video cutie who makes the boys stand up and salute you. Elvira. Uh, descri- <laughs> d- described by the neighbors as the German she devil. Apparently, a very. Un- <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but apparently, not a super pleasant person, okay? And then there was the father, John, who um, apparently spoke very little English, and when he did, it was just kind of like guttural noises. Oh, so German. Like German as played by, um, oh, I don't know, like Hacksaw Jim Duggan or something. Like kind of a big, <laughs> you know, big big lump of meat of a man that would, yeah, you know, like, yeah. And then the son, John Jr., which he apparently spoke uh, pretty good English. But uh, he would just laugh all the time. He'd be talking to you and, like, laugh for no reason. So everybody thought he was kind of simple. Like, no matter what he's talking about, he just kind of laughs, like, nervously the whole fucking time. He's been touched. Yeah. So they, they, they basically figured he was a wasteoid idiot or whatever. But basically, if you're going there, you're either tired and hungry or you're going to go talk to a ghost uh, through Kate. Now, uh, so shit started happening and, and people started disappearing in this part of the country, <laughs> which, uh, which prompted, you know, some suspicion amongst the uh, town folks. And, you know, since it's 1870s Ka- uh, Kansas... Fucking Indians did it. Bears oh, got them. Go Ghosts get them. They fell in the creek. You know, like millions of different things. But I mean, it's the 1870s. So uh, wh- what do we what do we do in the 1870s when we suspect uh, foul play? Uh, vigilance committee. That's it. You want to be a bus? You want to be a bus? You want to be a Vigilance committee. You know, correct. <laughs> so uh, I fuck. What's his name? Doctor York. Uh, let me look at my notes. Uh, basically... Dr. York of the Peppermint Patties. Well, oh, okay, there we go. Uh, it's Dr. William Henry York. Uh, basically, um, one of his neighbors and her baby disappeared on their way to Iowa. Disappeared. And being a good neighbor, Dr. York, uh, went looking for them. And basically went knocking on doors of every cabin along the trail. And actually, it should be noted that the trail, like, all this is built along is literally an old, like, Indian trail that started out as, like, a buffalo trail. So if you're thinking major highway, no. no. <laughs> you know, but it seemed to be a lot of people, like, living in this area. Each way, uh, uh, Dr. York uh, 
goes out and starts searching. And then, um, you know, uh, he, he kind of disappeared, too. Oh, shit. Um, and his, uh, I believe it's his brother. It's either his brother or his cousin, Colonel York, uh, went and did the same thing. Except for he just brought 50 fucking men with him and started, like, beating down doors and asking. Harder for that to disappear. Yeah, yeah. Asking them hard questions. <laughs> um, what is the square root of 172? Well, and eventually it was uh, March of 1873, and Colonel York actually showed up at the Bender's uh, Spiritual Emporium in Boarding House General Store. It, it's the so, first. It's the first haunted bed and breakfast, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and he like was like, "Hey, my brother's gone missing. Uh, have you seen him?" And they're like, "Oh, he stayed here, but uh, he probably maybe Indians got him." Kind of one of those. Oh, no. And uh, he's like, yeah, it's possible. Stayed for dinner. Uh, and then came back in April with more armed men because uh, a woman had been seen fleeing that place, like crying and screaming like somebody was after her. Wait, fleeing so the vendor's w- place? Yes. Okay. Um, so that, that kind of tipped him off. So he, so he kind of went back there with with the, uh, the posse. You know, and uh, that was the thing is like uh, apparently Elvira had been uh, threatening this young lady with knives, but then pretended like she could Elvira being the mom, not Kate. And then, uh, oh, I don't know what you do. I have very little English, you know, was kind of her. What are these knives that you accuse me of chasing? Oh, the girl? Shit. You know, try to pull that shit. Um, and then, uh, York is like, yeah, we have it on good authority. You threatened this young lady with knives. And then Elvira got pissed off and was speaking really good English and chewing his ass out. So that's oh, suspicious. Oh, shit. Too. Okay. What's under the fucking so, floorboards, Elvira? <laughs> well, uh, like, um, here's the part I don't understand is, um, uh, Okay, I'm just quoting from the goddamn Wikipedia article at this point. Elvira became enraged, said the woman was a witch who had cursed her coffee. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck that means. You made it decaffeinated, you stupid bitch. I'll kill you. And and then told the guys to get out of the house. And the biggest point is they took away from that is, holy fuck, she does speak English. Now, it can be argued, if you're talking about a witch that cursed your coffee, are you really speaking real English or you're having a stroke or like what the fuck but <laughs> anyway uh, and then Kate kind of called him down by saying if you come back a couple nights from now I'll use my goddamn ghost talking abilities and I'll help you find your, your missing folks okay okay so I don't know I wouldn't go back at least by myself fuck no you know fuck fuck so, no so, <laughs> So, and, you know, it's about this time, all of a sudden, like, people are like, oh, yeah, there's weird shit going on over there. Oh, yeah, people are disappearing all the fucking time. Oh, yeah, they're crazy to deal with. Like, okay, thanks for the fucking heads up. Why have they, this has just been going on for, like, three years. And yeah, and you're telling Ain't nobody said anything, right? So, basically, they went to go get, um, they wanted a search warrant just for the Bender house. For some fucking reason, they couldn't get just the Bender house. So, they kind of got one for every shithole along the road. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So they're so 
So basically, they're, it takes them several weeks. They're searching, they're searching, they're searching. Um, and then um, it's three days after the meet. Well, I guess three days, not three weeks. But uh, either way, um, after they got the search warrant, they didn't go directly in there. But uh, a guy was like herding some cattle past there. And he's like, oh, it looks like that place is fucking abandoned. And on further inspection, like the house was cleaned the fuck out. And there were still like some of the animals were left in the stalls in the in the barn, like unattended and like kind of needing some food and water. Like people had just left them there and been gone for a few days. Okay. okay. So then. <laughs> Why the fuck? Okay, wait, wait. It's 1870. <laughs> like normal shit is to just round up a posse and go murder people, like tie them to a fucking windmill. Why go get a Why get a search warrant? <laughs> like this is what I don't understand. And it's not It's not just 1870. It's 1870s Kansas. Yeah. It's fucking Kansas. It's, it's 10 a years lawless after. It's after bleeding Kansas. Yeah. Already... It's a lawless bleeding hellscape of burnt buildings. And fucking <laughs> right. Nothing. Yeah. But uh, apparently the goddamn you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre house gets to get due process. So okay. I mean, yeah. I mean that's the American <laughs> way. Fuck. But yeah, so anyway, they basically had a meeting with Colonel York, of course, and uh, actually the Bender brothers at that meeting, that was three days before the guy, they were at the meeting too, which yeah. probably tipped them off right, that, so I don't know, like, everyone's going to come fuck them up. So, um, do us get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so either which way, uh, Billy Toll was driving cattle past the Bender property, and it's like, oh shit, this is like fucking abandoned, and reported it. But because the weather was shitty, a few days still went by after that. And then, finally, they called up a posse of volunteers. Several hundred fucking people fucking went there to go, to go check it out, right? And uh, it's fucked up because, uh, you know, uh, Laura's in- Laura Ingalls Wilder? Yeah. Like Little House on the Prairie? Yeah, yeah. Little House on the Prairie was wholesome on TV, but off camera, it was anything but for actress Charlotte Stewart. She talks about her struggles once the show ended. From losing everything during her darkest points in life, she reveals her battles with alcoholism and drug addiction and being homeless in the book. In some of her speeches, she talks about her pa was one of the guys that did that. Whoa, no way. Now, now, however, though, when this shit was going down, she would have been like four. Yeah. So, I don't know, she might have... They lived in that area, they just... She wouldn't have remembered it, I guess, is the point. But yeah, I mean, her dad probably it, would have talked about it or something, though. I'm just saying, I want to see that motherfucking episode of Little House on the Prairie is what I want to see. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit, hell yeah, dude. You know? <laughs> but either which way, so they, they basically, they go in there and they fucking start searching the house. Uh, the food, clothing, all the personal shit's gone. But what they did find was a bad smell, oh, which, they, which they traced to a trap door. Oh, I fucking that, knew it. That was underneath. No, wait, wait. Trapdoor that was underneath the uh, pretty much the head of the table, like the honored guest chair at the table in their little dining hall. Okay. And they didn't find anything. They pried it open. It had been nailed shut. They pried it open. They went down in the basement. They didn't find any bodies. They found just a bunch of congealed blood. What the fuck? Okay, mm. and it was kind of like, you know, it's not like a basement, like you have like a modern basement, I'm sure it was like kind of more like a crawl space, so they wanted to investigate further, so what they did is since they had several hundred dudes, they went outside and they lifted up the cabin and shifted it over, Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they dug around the basement and really didn't find anything, but 
then they were clever and they started going around the yard with like an iron rod and start poking it in the ground like when you're hunting for pocket gopher holes which I'm uh-huh. sure you can all connect with all you people that have never hunted pocket gophers but either way it's poking around then they started finding shit like bodies like Whoa. a lot of them uh, two, two to a grave um, I can't remember the grand total but almost all of them uh, they found buried in the yard they did find um, somebody somebody had some parts of some other people in the well too but almost all the bodies. It's not a good uh, place to put bodies. You well, if you're leaving, well, I guess if you're if you're, out, you're, if you're out leaving, the door. I'm thinking that's probably the last one they dumped. But yeah, but almost all of them, uh, the right side of their skull was caved in, and their throats were all cut. Almost all of them, except for there's one young girl that, in 1800s world, like no injury sufficient to cause death, oh, which right, they right. figured they figured she got strangled, right? Because in the 1800s, you you get death to by run over by a train shot in the face yeah it usually leaves a big mark it's gonna leave a yeah it's gonna leave a a dent but anyway so uh let's see i can't remember what the grand total was but uh that's that's seriously like the the fucking uh text chainsaw massacre house just just minus the chainsaw yeah it's the trap door instead of it i like the fact that there's like a stage trap door where you just like through the well okay i want i want to paint the picture of how this would go down Okay, you'd get the weary traveler, and they're eating their beans or whatever. And like I said, the uh, the room is cut in half by uh, uh, wagon, wagon canvas. Yeah. So it's backlit. And so Kate's sitting there telling you about ghosts and shit while you're eating your beans and looking at her. And meanwhile, either the dad or the brother is back behind that sheet with a giant fucking, like, shoeing hammer or sledgehammer and just waits for the opportune time to cave in the side of your head. At which point, either Elvira or Kate runs up and slits your throat, and then they dump you down in the basement where they can strip you of all your goods and services and all the shit on you, like your clothes and your money and whatever you happen to have. And then at their convenience, you know, maybe in the dark of night, they can drag you outside and bury you in the yard with all your buddies that are also buried in the yard. So they were were doing this for a degree of time. And the fun, fun thing is, too, the people that searched the cabin saw evidence of uh, gunfire inside the cabin, indicating that every once in a while, like, a, a traveler would get their head caved in and have just enough time to, like... Draw a gun con- and fire con- wildly. Con- yeah, concussedly, like, draw a gun and try to shoot people as oh. they're slowly dying from brain injuries and then get their throat cut. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. Um, I'm still trying to find my grand total here. I, I mean, like, if I was... If I was in a stranger's house and they offered me food, like, hello, I'm Elvira, would you like some beans? I would be like, I think I'll take my chances with the bears and shit outside. I'm good. Well, the thing is, after all this shit came out, people were talking about, yeah, we went there for a meal and they really wanted me to sit by that fucking sheet and I didn't want to do it because it had stains on it. So I ate over by the counter and then they got mad and, like, people were there and, like, kind of narrowly escaped. It was some, like... It's some Jeffrey Dahmer, like when the kid was like running down the street naked. Oh with yeah, a with the hole in his head. head. Yeah, and the cops came back. It was basically that kind of shit. Oh god damn, dude. Off it. <laughs> Fuck. It's so fucked up. But okay, I guess um, they're talking about uh, inc- by including recovered body parts not matched to the bodies found. Uh, they speculated there was more than twenty victims, and that's over about a three-year period. Damn, dude. Yeah. 
Uh, There's just something extra fucked about getting your, your kids involved in that shit. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah. It's well, a family it, affair. It, well, here, here's the thing is the benders, of course, they, they, they fucked off, you know, in the middle of the night. And after every, by the time anybody even figured out what was going on, it been, they had like a good week head start. And uh, they had apparently bought a passage on the train. And, but that's where it gets weird because some people say they went to uh, Texas and there was some, it's an unnamed outlaw community on the border of Texas and New Mexico. They fled to there and nobody went after them because lawmen that went there don't come back, which is probably when you should call Bass Reeves, I suppose. Yeah. He'd come back. Holy shit. And then they spawned like a couple generations of psychos that fucking well, later you got a guy with a, you know, that's, s- that's stitched one- on face. That's one fucking theory. Um, they also had one of their neighbors that was friendly with them, uh, Mr. Brockman. Um, he was a suspect as being an accomplice. So what the vigilantes went ahead and did is they'd hang him till he was about dead and then let him down and make him talk and just kept doing that to get information out of him. And he was telling them, like, oh, I, they were going to go to St. Louis and all this other shit. So, you know. And that Brockman guy, um, he got arrested, like, later... I think he got let go. You know, they couldn't prove he was an accomplice. But a few years later, uh, he uh, murdered and raped his own 18-year-old daughter. So I would not be a good guy. I would not put it past him being involved. Yeah, no shit. In some of that shit. But uh, but also telling them the wrong the wrong fucking thing. Right. Well, I'm thinking you know a little bit of like gentle hanging will will probably (laughs) uh, (laughs) work out some. You know, um, but, uh, yeah, they're basically, there was a lot of people over the years that would get, uh, like, arrested in other states as, shit, it's Kate and Elvira. And they'd be like, no, we're not. But eyewitnesses are like, yeah, we are. But then it's like, well, here's my marriage certificate from this time. I'm not, I wasn't in Kansas at that time, and you can't prove anything, blah, blah, blah. Damn, you know? dude. So, so basically, as far as I know, there's, yeah, there's no... No, like, concrete. I mean, there's about 15 different occasions where some of these people might have gotten arrested. Uh, right. But there's no proof that they're actually the benders. So they could still be out there today, except for it's hundreds of years ago. Also, well, I was saying, I, but- I, like, I choose to believe the they moved the, to uh, Texas, and then, like, you know, generations later, they yeah. ended up with a murder dungeon and a fucking dude with a leather, you know, stitched on human, yeah, human yeah. leather face and... Fair enough, or like that either. Yeah, I mean that would be the most apropos, either that or like House of a Thousand Corpses style. Totally, that kind of like inbreeding, you know. Yeah. And like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Doctor Satan, or they became uh, Ted Cruz. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, but isn't he Canadian? He's Canadian. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Which is funny that he uh, ran for president because don't you have to be American born in America? Yeah, as much as he bitched about uh, Obama's you know, birth Obama, Yeah. It's funny how that works, huh? Fucking butter goblin piece of shit. No shit. Hi, I'm Todd Woodruff from Guns, Germs, and Steel. What do we sell? Solutions. Solutions to all your problems. Are strangers talking to you in public? The BOGO Mace is for you. We call it BOGO because it's got two personal security tools in one. It's an easily concealable one-handed offense implement featuring a three-pound spiked ball and a 10-inch chain. 
just flip open the bottom cap on the handle to dispense our maximum potency military grade pepper spray. No one will ever ask you for a cigarette again. Got a pesky neighbor? Try the Boomstick. This 12 gauge double barrel Remington is GGS's top of the line. Made in Grand Rapids, Michigan, this sweet baby retails for just $109.95. Features a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. Daughter's boyfriend doesn't know his place. This plus four two-handed battle axe is the biggest melee weapon that we make. Don't let its size fool you. There's nothing awkward or clumsy about this axe. Yes, it's big and meant to be carried over the shoulder, but it's very well balanced and easily wielded at people of larger stature and strength. Try double wielding this beautiful matched pair of authentic Japanese katanas and earn the respect from your peers and enemies that you deserve. So come see us inside the Mile City Westfield Shopping Center, two stalls down from the Orange Julius, and remember, for every $200 you spend, you get to pick a vial of biological horrors from the virus rack. See us today at Guns, Germs, and Steel. This is a paid presentation for Total War and More, brought to you by Bronson Swagger Industries. Hi, I'm Craig Woodruff Nelson here with my partner Judy Woodruff Nelson. Welcome to the Total War and More Hour here on the BSI Shopping Network. Now, you may be aware of our competitor, Todd Woodruff, over there at Guns, Germs, and Steel. Let's first get this out of the way. Yes, the rumors are true. He is my brother, but after this short presentation, I think you'll all agree who the better businessman is. Okay, Dad. Alright, first up, beautifully displayed here in Judy's palm is not really a weapon per se, but actually an ammunition. We call it the Total War and More Knife Blast. Knife Blast is an extra-large shotgun round stuffed with tiny knives. This isn't your run-of-the-mill shrapnel, okay? Each cartridge is filled with honest-to-goodness miniature Bowie knives, hand-sharpened in Malaysia. Go ahead and open one, Dad. Okay, Judy, bring out the next one. Just look at the way that thing hangs off the shoulder. I'm so excited to showcase this one, folks. All right, what we have here is our tippy-top-of-the-line Total War and More Battle Musket. This puppy is over four feet long with a six pound axe head attached for the traditional bayonet would be, I mean, talk about versatility. You could reenact the US Civil War or take down a cybernetic elf street samurai on Council Island. It's called Shadowrun, not fucking space D&D, okay, Pops? Finally, we come to Total War and More's flagship product. Is someone making you mad? Are you looking to place the blame on a family member or significant other and then get away as quickly as possible? Then you need the escape goal! Whoa, whoa, there's Gotta be slow, we don't want to spook him. This baby is a live goat. Strapped with two SpaceX Mini Falcons. Are you in Roseburg, Oregon, being ridiculed for rolling for initiative and attack with a beautiful one-of-a-kind set of Dragonbone dice instead of getting a job? Well, with the escape goat, you could be in Chattanooga before you can say, you're not my real father. Can't make up your mind now? Come to the Total War and More brick and mortar store, located right across from weak-ass guns, germs, and steel inside the Mile City Westfield Shopping Center, adjacent to the Orange Julius, and remember, my brother doesn't have real biologically harmful chemicals, but I do. A Bronson Swagger Company.
But okay, so that's my that's my first spooky story. Uh, Will Will, do you want to dive into yours next so I can sure unfuck we'll myself? Save the best for last. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to talk about ghost stories and ghost towns. Yay! Uh, Bodie, California is one of the better preserved ghost towns in the West. That's where Madame Mustache died. So oh, I didn't know she died to- out there. I think, we, I think we talked about it in the Ladies of the Old West episode. Mm-hmm. We might have had time out there. I had somewhat of a thunderstorm going on, so I don't remember all yeah. that. The oh, best. yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that's uh, when you look at California and then it makes that uh, angled turn. It's kind of in that area on the like east side. Where the where the dick hangs with the yep. along the inseam. Yep. <laughs> the Peronis or whatever <laughs> they're called. But it spo- was supposed to be uh, uh, spelled uh, B-O-D-E-Y, but the sign maker in town was illiterate, so he spelled it B-O-D-I-E. That's some, chick- That's some chicken Alaska <laughs> shit. I was just going to say, exactly. <laughs> uh, 1861 is when they actually find gold there, but it remains small for about 10 years, or 17 years, and then they hit a big vein ore. And the population booms to 5,000 people. You wouldn't know it today, though. Uh, the winter of 78, 79 took hundreds from exposure. Falling timbers and explosion of a powder magazine took more. Uh, but still, with uh, even with that, uh, 1879, they had a population of 10,000. Which is... Out in the middle of nowhere. Pretty, pretty banging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 65 saloons, plenty of brothels, gambling halls, and opium dens. Three newspapers... And on Main Street, every other building was a bar, so it's kind of our kind of town. Holy well, shit. and also, like, they had a, a well, it's touted as a railroad. I'm, I'm assuming it's like a fucking streetcar system. Well, I'm sure they had a railroad for the mine, too, but, like, some of what I know about it, they, they had, like, a, a an, trolley? In-town, an in-town rail, yeah. railway system, yeah. Yeah, they had a special railway built just to that town because they uh, didn't have any trees around because it's kind of high desert. Still mm-hmm. in the mountains, though. Uh, the boom was over in about uh, 1882. Uh, population shot down to 3,000. Then 1892, fire struck the business district and burned most of that. And more mines became uh, were becoming to close there. Another fire destroyed the mill in 1898. In 1932, another fire destroyed 95% of the buildings. This fucking town is cursed, man. Yep. Jesus. It was started by... You don't know the fucking half of it, kiddo. (laughs) (laughs) It was started by a a two-and-a-half-year-old boy playing with matches. Yeah! Get some, (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs) So it still hangs on until after World War II, after the last mine closed. By then, there's only six people left. Um, Five would die untimely deaths, though. There's six people, but there's still, like, 63 saloons. Mm -hmm. Well... Kind of. I like to imagine. So, yeah, five would die in untimely deaths. One of the men shot his wife. Then three men killed him. And according to legend, the ghost of the murdered man would visit the three other men, shaking his fist at him. Why? To the moon, Alice, to the moon. So soon after, all three of the guys killed him uh, would die of strange diseases. Stranger than the normal syphilis? I was going to say, like, made-up ones? (laughs) 
Kind of her Pacifolades? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sitting in a room waiting for some news. Sitting in a room with wide knuckles. Not feeling so good. I didn't do the things I should. Uh, 62, Bodie becomes a state park and national historic district. <clears throat> but after that, there is the legend of Bodie's curse. So supposedly, if you take anything from Bodie, uh, be it a grand piano or a broken piece of glass, grave misfortune will visit the offender. Curse. So we did take the piano. Until <laughs> uh, the stolen object is returned. Uh, the park maintains pages of returned items in its museums. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. The curse gets lifted if you return it? Apparently. Supposedly. Dude, we got to take a trip down there and steal some shit, see what happens. And then bring hey, it you back. Go, we'll bring you it back. Out. You have fun with that shit. We'll bring it back. Oh, man. You have, like, a wife and a daughter to think about. I, you know, like, I'm sure he's going to read you some examples, man. We'll see, we'll see how cavalier you are about this. In a- well, I kind of ditched the examples because there was too many. Uh, <laughs> too numerous. Like, well, Essentially, off top, off top though, of your head. Uh, my, the, fa- uh, my favorite's the guy from Germany. Grabbed like a nail, and then went back to Germany and immediately got in a wreck on the autobahn. And then his kid was going to see him in the hospital, and then his kid fucking got into a bike wreck. What the fuck? Yeah, and they blamed it on the nail. Um, of course, yeah. now the uh, the Rangers kind of say that they made it up. <laughs> So well, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't steal shit. Stealing shit. So it's probably bogus. It definitely it's probably is probably not cursed. Wow. Sh- fucking shocking. Come on, it's Halloween. You're supposed to pretend like you believe in curses at least. <laughs> Curse. All right, let's steal that grand uh, piano. Yep. Well. Uh, but there's other legends around the town, too. Uh, it's said that a ghost of a Chinese maid haunts the J.S. Kane house. Uh, families of park rangers say the spirits hates adults but loves playing with children. Some Nambla shit going on there. No shit. <laughs> uh, adults in the house say they awake to a heavyset Chinese woman sitting on their chest, which might be frightening. And the door <laughs> opening and closing on its own. Might be frightening, might be a, you know, a little bit of a turn on. Depends on what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know. yep. <laughs> Is it a Robert Kraft type of situation? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Gregory house is uh, haunted by a ghost of an old woman sitting there knitting in an old rocking chair. Spooky! And of course, sometimes the rocking chair would rock on its own. Ooh. Uh, the Medocini house was home to Mrs. Medocini, and, but she likes to cook Italian food. So basically, you're just walking around and suddenly you smell Chef Boyardee. So. Yeah. You smell, actually, you smell him or you smell food that he's making? Oh, food he's making, food, yeah. Oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. Italian food. I yeah, feel like Chef Boyardee probably smells not, like he doesn't wipe his ass properly. I was going to say, not, not like a big sweaty hairy guy. <laughs> like uh, like tasty tasty garlic and oh, tomatoes. Okay. And, yes. Walk, yeah, he's meatballs. Meatballs all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, uh, there's also the Angel Bodie, who is a three-year-old girl that was accidentally killed by a pickaxe. Which they never get Oops. into how accidentally. <laughs> It was like, was it like on the backswing, or did it like fall off of something? Well, you got to practice your swing before you hit it. Nice golf swing. She was in the batter's batter's box warming up, and (laughs) the kid happened to walk up. Oh, big swing in a minute. Oh, Oh, shit. shit. Just impaled a three year old. Fuck. Sorry. Oh, oh, yep. Why are you pissed? I said oops. 
God damn it. <laughs> Shit, you have 12 more of them. Yeah. Yeah. You knew this day would come anyway. She's yeah. probably going to die of malaria anyways. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, we don't even name them until they're 10. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, her grave is mounted with an angel. You know, there's an angel on it. There's not an angel yeah. mounting it. Uh, one time a man and his daughter were visiting the grave. The man heard his little girl giggling and turned to see her playing with an invisible entity. <sighs> okay, so... I'm not sure or if this guy just be autistic. I don't well, know. I'm just saying, is this guy familiar with the concept of an imaginary friend? Because I feel like a lot of kids have played with invisible entities over the years, not necessarily in a ghost town. Yeah. <laughs> he, so he took her to just psychiatric saying. to get psychiatric help, and they put her on all kinds of ADD medication. And yeah, they shocked the ever loving fuck out of her, and then put her in a cold ice water bath. Yeah, there probably. you go. Then later she was on cops trying to buy crystal meth from a undercover police officer in Lakewood, Washington. Tale as old as time, baby. <laughs> Song as old as rhymes. <laughs> so that's the tale of the Bodhi curse and ghosts of Bodhi and Bodhi, Bodhi, Bodhi. Bodhi, Bodhi, Bodhi. My, fa- my favorite thing with, yeah, your spoiler alert that, yeah, the Park Service probably did start the whole thing. They get, like, a shocking amount of fucking letters and, like, items sold sent back to them. Uh every fucking year. Damn. Like, um, and people blame shit for, like, it breaking up their marriages and, like, fucking losing jobs from, like, oh, fuck, my husband, like, I told him not to take anything. I was afraid of the curse. We got home and he pulled out a piece of glass and then suddenly we both got fired and foreclosed and, like, all this shit. So they sent back the, you know. It's way easier to blame your shitty life decisions on, uh, you know, pieces of glass that you stole from a ghost town. But on the real, uh, Bodhi is a very well-preserved ghost town. It's very dusty. They don't do ever any dusting. But anything I've ever seen with it, like I'm looking right now at a picture of like a kind of a pool hall. Uh, chairs are still at the table. Some plates are still on the table. Oh, wow. Cup, cup still on the table. Billiard uh, game in progress that didn't get finished with just everything has a nice patina of dust. Um, but yeah, I sent Will, I don't think he got a chance to watch it, but I sent him an episode of, uh, uh, Ray Mears, uh, I think it's literally like How the West Was Won or like something like that. I'm standing at about 8,000 feet above sea level. The hills here experience winds that can gust to 100 miles an hour. There are no trees, and in the winter the valleys here simply choke up with snow. So this would seem to be an unlikely place to build a town, but there is a town here. This is the town of Bodie. It's basically a, a, a gentlemanly, portly, uh, survivalist-type bushcrafter guy. Dude, Ray Mears is fucking awesome. But, I mean, he's awesome the way he is because he's, like, he's not some Rambo-type. He's like, oh, now we're going to make a fucking, you know, bull boat out of a buffalo hide, and I'm going to do it calmly without, like, dramatic music in the background and yeah. not drinking my own pee at any point, you know? <laughs> Uh, so I can survive he's, without drinking piss. Yeah, or freaking out at any yeah. point. Um, and, he, so and he's he, full of like actually very fucking useful information. If you ever get a chance he, to look up some Ray Mears shit, look like watch he, that guy's stuff. No, he, he's quite excellent. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, on his West series, uh, I think it's the Mountain one. Uh, they go to Bodie. I didn't know he had a West walk- series. I'll have to check that shit out. It's it's only three episodes. He does uh, the mountains, the plains, and I think the forest. Like. Across the rivers, down the pl- yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's basically all that shit. But oh, it's deserts, deserts, mountains, and plains. 
Um, this one's the mountains one. But uh, it's fun because he's going around Bodie with this uh, park ranger, and they go into, like, the general store, and there's still, like, Ghirardelli chocolates on the shelf. Well, like Will said, I mean, this place wasn't fully abandoned until the 60s. Right. Like, the 1960s. Right, but, right. Or, you know, whatever. But still, he's going through there. My favorite thing of the whole episode, he's, like, just amazed by all the stuff that's in one place. Like, what a glory hole. Are you serious? Yep. Oh, man. So this is the general store. <laughs> it's amazing. Yes, I mean, there's still nails in the in the bins. The stock's still here. Redskin salmon, baking powder, brown chocolate, mechanic soap. <laughs> this is a real glory hole. It's amazing. Ray, you need to catch up on some fucking Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like... I love you, brother, but you done goofed. Bronson Swagger presents Sequoia and Swagger, the cheapest mail order service in America. Sequoia and Swagger, the largest inventory in the world. Sequoia and Swagger, your mail order marketplace. If you ever want for anything, we guarantee it'll be in our 20,000-page Sequoia and Swagger catalog. Can't read? Just yell your demands at one of our order boys posted in your neighborhood 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Your orders will materialize before your very eyes. Please allow 4 to 14 weeks for delivery. If you own a store and want a wider market, bring it to us. We accept milk stores, gun stores, meat stores, liquor stores, we'll go noodle me some fish, leaded oyster stores, it's good. any kind of store. We'll sell your stuff, and we'll sell it cheaper than you do. Sequoia and Swagger, 206 Fifth Avenue North, Mile City, for your free catalog. Sure is hell stealing horses these days. Yeah, the, that vigilance committee from Mile City is a fucker. Well, we—I mean, to be honest, we've been kind of poking the bear a little bit on the Mile City thing. So yeah, but they don't have to chase us around for weeks and weeks on end. Fucking, they can fucking bring it. <laughs> okay. Shed Smith tried to poke a bear, and then he got his scalp ripped off. We thought poking a bear was kind of like the whole coming-of-age kind of thing with the mountain men. Well, anyway. we got to get our prerequisite bear mauling out of the way anyways. Yeah, yeah. Do well, one of us has had it? Well, I'd rather get mauled by a fucking bear than strung up by the vigilance committee, so uh, we got to figure out what we're going to do. Hey, guys. Oh, 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 fuck. oh, fuck. What's that? Came it out of the shadows. Holy shit, it's a Madurva the fucking gypsy. It's Miss Cleo. It's Mari, the mystic from the Far East. No, it's just Mari. Oh, oh, oh shit. Oh. Okay. What, what brings you out to our campfire? Um, I'm just here to, uh, deliver some message to you guys. Like the Pony Express? What? Are like you a the- mailman? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> a mystic mailman? <laughs> mystic mailman, that sounds like... Almost, sounds like a stripper. I was gonna say a stripper or, like, a drink. <laughs> oh, I have a my- <laughs> mystic mailman. It's like three parts gin and some stamps. <laughs> Like a, a, a handful of stamps and gin and and a salty severed toe. Yeah, and some some uh, fucking uh, glitter. 
Glitter. <laughs> That's where the mystic part comes. Yeah, you oh. rim, rim the glass with <laughs> glitter. Yep. I should have brought glitters. <laughs> so what do you mean? What do you mean when you say you got a, you got a, uh, you got messages for us? Oh, uh, so I need to do twenty card reading. Card reading? Oracle card reading. Okay, Oracle to card reading. Finish my certificate, so I'm gonna pull cards for you guys. Okay, is that for like, I don't know, like Oracle school or like? <laughs> it's like a healing class. It's okay. a divine healing class. Like okay, messages, well, like, all right. like messages from space or something. So basically, I'm the, I'm a pipe, and uh, uh, we get to have a message from a universe or okay, whenever, sweet. like whenever it is, like the bigger scale existing. Well, any, any anything to help. We'll, we'll, yeah. Like the, like, <laughs> like from the giant floating head from uh, uh, Kat, Katamari. Oh, I thought you were gonna say from uh, Zardoz, like the oh, giant floating head that, that yeah, yeah, barks it could out be from guns. Zardoz for sure. So first thing, you guys need to breathe three times deep, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, breathing, breathing okay. deep with this fucking shitty coffee is gonna make me pass yeah. out over here by the okay, fire. Okay, and listen to this. Holy shit. Ouch. Yeah. Got it? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I'm doing it. All right. Okay, so who's first? So am I supposed to just ask a question of the universe? Will I get laid in Miles City, Montana? All right, for that one, because it's really yes or no, I'm going to use pendulum, okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah, but I've also pulled the uh, cards for Will. Okay. So I'm going to just do pendulum. Will ever get laid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Will ever get laid in Mild City? Okay. What about that? I have to see this move. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Holy oh. fuck! Whoa! <laughs> First Excellent. time for anything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. What kind of animal is it gonna be? <clears throat> yeah, I, gonna I, I didn't it, say it was gonna be a sheep or something. I was gonna say like how that. many That's of true. the how many of the posse members will be involved <laughs> they find and us. Who's who's catching and who's pitching and all that, you know. Oh, I guess we gotta we gotta go to his cards then, right? Yep. That'll probably give us any, more insight on that. Any port in a storm. So it's funny. Okay, now it's kind of cool because I feel like all these card readings are connected. Cause so, after, um, so I pull the cards for Will, and Ooh. when I was like, I use three different cards, and uh, I wonder if I should explain. One is the Kamisama card, the Japanese uh, like gods and okay. goddess. It's like. Tanukis and stuff like yeah, that. Those, yeah, those kappa yeah. and stuff like that too. Okay, all cool. All kinds. Cool. And yeah, so and also I use the card called the Star Seeds Oracle cards. So okay. uh, those are kind of like more cosmic theme. And the other one is the Sacred Destiny. It's like kind of Earth sacred like 
like sceneries and stuff like that, and uh, animals and stuff. So it's like National Geographic? Kinda, yeah. So I pulled e each. Oh, one from each? Each. If one for each. Oh, okay. So I actually started real world, and uh, when I was uh, shuffling, mm. uh, this first card came out. Potential. Yeah, it was <laughs> potential. And uh, now I, I feel like now we can kind of sort of tie into his question too. So okay, you got that yes, and then potential. Like it's potential to be human. <laughs> but uh, so when I got this, I felt um, this is probably the ba basic kind of like way to see this whole card reading for for real. Okay. Yeah, and. Uh, Another card, another first card I, I picked was this. Truth. It's pretty windy and uh, this guy looks really serious at blowing this tree out. Mm -hmm. uh, when I thought about this, it was pretty like, like a kind of situation can be really like uh, rough and like kind of hazard, like stormy. Right, right. Yeah. But I, I kind of focus on this blue sky part. And this is like, like yours, like a spot to like, like a focus sort of. Okay. And the tree, I I feel like, you know, there's entire another world underneath this soil, and like, um, I also kind of tied into this part. It's a mountain, so I feel like we'll kind of like, right now it's t t it's kind of like kind of image yourself kind of rooting and like hanging there for the whenever the like kind of weather comes i think she's saying fucking brace yourself yeah dude you're yep. gonna get it rough <laughs> and you're gonna get blown like kind of yep. like yep. imagine yourself kind of triangle but really centered you know and then i i pulled the kamisama card the japanese kami part card and then it was ding Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Oni. Yeah, it's like the jerk beast. Yeah, it looks yeah. a lot like the jerk beast. Um, I actually I thought Oni is kinda I didn't know much about Oni, but I mean I knew I knew the characters very common, but Oni is like very uh they they let all the like bad bad racks and like negative things like away, but they do in the Oni way, so it's really kinda like rough. Okay. And like, like go kind of thing. Like yeah, yeah, Oni yeah. has a really like, how do you say like, not not evil, but it's really straightforward. Okay. Okay. Everybody has like, like Oni, like In Oni inside. inside. Of you? Yeah, but yeah. this is a time to kind of like em embrace your Oni. Yeah, part. like okay. just kind of be true to yourself and like just. Be straight and yeah, don't honest. Be don't be afraid to be a little sh rough or short. Yeah. Yeah. And also, a little if hair you... pulling is fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And uh, if you do, and don't feel bad because you know, only that's just that's just him. You know, like there's nothing wrong with being only. So that's I right. feel like he's kind of encouraging. All right, um, I'll let no. it out. That's, that sounds like you're in for a wild, <laughs> wild time. <laughs> and um, 
So then I went to Cos Cosmic Wonder Starseed. And it was this thing. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so pretty. It says jumping. Andromed Andromeda. Medan, Andromeda uh. energy. Adventure. Say yes to change. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's cool because this is like designed like eyeballs. Uh, what's the part of a blah, blah uh, the, part? The pupil? The pupil? Yeah, but it's really same color with this on his, this side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he kind of tied into it. There you go. Yeah, but I, I think, yeah, this is so beautiful, like really colorful. And I felt like this is Will's like, like aura or something. Whenever we can see, but we feel this mm. is, I felt this is Will. And I felt, ah, like. We felt a family, <laughs> nice. like, like so nice. And uh, this person just being barefoot and jumping into the center of it. So like, I felt like, what did I write? You gotta strap a board your ass and jump in feet first. All right. Yeah, so whenever like the chaos feeling that like it's any situation, that all kinds of emotions come out, like I feel like they're all telling you to kind of focus on like parts that kind of makes you happy or excited. That's your like sweet spot. So jump into that, kind of focus on that part. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I like can kind do of, that. Like kind of, the, <laughs> kind of the, the center with the chaos all around it and kind of go for the center. Yeah. I guess. Okay. But, and then the center, if you, the way to find it is like, what makes you happy or excited? When it, when it can be anything, you know? That's cool. your, like, diving point. Okay. So you, so you yeah. are going to get laid in Mile City. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. tied into yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, God. Sounds like it might be somewhat experimental also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> officer, that sheep told me she was a virgin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just... You know, that super pumper truck stop. You never know who you can meet there, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Hot lizards. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh thank, yeah, thank you. I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I've got a question. Okay. There's a little boy in Miles City. He's lost his trout. Is he ever going to find it again? Is he going to be okay? I'm sure he's fine. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, he doesn't look fine in the photograph. He looks pretty, pretty bummed out. Yeah, for a second, but I think he went to go get an ice cream on the gas station. He's okay. Oh, is that all it takes? Well, that's I good. I, I couldn't really answer to it because I'm sure he's fine. But I pulled the card anyway. Okay. Okay. So Tony, the first card came out was this one. Wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, the mermaid is in the ocean and kind of blending into the water. When I saw this, I felt really like you're becoming the water to every everybody. Like I'm the water? Like everyone's inside of me? <laughs> or like the fish are in me? Uh, I feel or like we're you... drinking you, or I'm becoming yeah. I'm becoming one with well, the water. So water is like a source, right? Yeah. 
to all those like sea creatures and uh, anything in inside a sea. Mm -hmm. Water is the kind of main. Yeah, it's the medium that they're in, right? Yeah. So yeah. and then many like diverse like creatures live underneath. Mm -hmm. I think she's saying I'm gonna be sleeping with the fishes. Yeah. Once this fucking vigilance committee shows up. Oh, but it's kind of funny because you talked about the fish. <gasps> yeah. When? The question was about the fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the trout. Well, there you go. Maybe the next card will help clarify that one. When I when I pull cards, I also like don't really... Like this, like some words really hits me, but some words doesn't. So this part was more like I felt connection to communities and stuff. Mm. Like, okay. And next part was a uh, volcano. Oh shit. Mm. Yeah, it's the uh, goddess of a volcano mountains. And the volcano is like sort of like ev everything, you know, like. So I feel like uh, this is showing what you are doing uh, right now. Like you're very ac activated and doing lots of things you like kind of like creating energy from inside and right kind of okay expressing it it's just spitting out everywhere e yeah e erupting and then last card kind of sort of ties everything together it was this pulsing 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 uh this is like like a lady is laying and like it says Pulse of the mother, slow down, time in nature. So I think it's kind of telling you to kind of like take a time for yourself or just think about nothing. Kind of slow down, you really doing lots of things and like kind of. I don't think I have that ability. <laughs> <laughs> like absorb, like get smell your flowers or like, you know, kind of look. <laughs> Look around and like kind of feel the energy from outside sources mm. from you. I felt three of these cards very, I felt really mothery for some reason. Like, I am wearing mom jeans right now. <laughs> really? Was <laughs> it? No. Say, so, do you even have jeans? No. <laughs> I felt really kind of feminine with these three cards. Huh. Yeah. Mm. Maybe there's an operation in your future. Ooh, I've been eating a lot of soy lately, and maybe my estrogen levels are all out of whack. Oh no! Mm. Eat a fish. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, totally. I'll go find a trout. <laughs> yeah. that I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go find mercury. that kid's trout. Snatch it right out of some little kid's hands. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be at the QFC instead of Yellowstone. Mm. You, yeah. you can taste the children's sorrow. Mmm, sorrow. <laughs> Bo, question? So basically, it's it's like, uh, uh, are, are we gonna, or eventually, am I gonna get, like, caught by the by the angry people of Mile City and, uh, and punished? Are you going to? Yes, because we talk a lot of shit about the people of Mile City, and mm. they're, they're gonna be angry, so I wonder if they're ever gonna, like, get me for it. Oh, I see. I got this card first, and I felt this really symbolizes something. Whoa. Uh, is that a yeah, deer? Yeah, white, white deer is really like a 
spirit, like a messenger. Okay. Messenger from uh, like, you know, great, greater source or whatever. Right. Um, and I, I felt really like the silhouette and everything. Like, uh, I, I feel like nature is telling, telling you something to connect. Like, and I also felt this card with like, you being like a young ball, like little ball, like okay. when you're when you're little. And, Connect with uh, your younger self. Mm, kinda. Go back to playing with GI Joes, I guess. Yes, you you bet. Yeah, I I, I felt like a nature like spirit or kind of calling, and like this this card was a uh, enlightenment. When I saw this, like Is that like the I, borealis. It's like a sailing boat going up. Oh, it's a boat. Got you. Oh wow. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, I saw this part we really thought was interesting, like kind of like a pink clouds and really foggy underneath. Like, um, pay attention to your like early morning dreams. Okay. And like, they they have something to tell you, kind of thing. Okay. And also like, uh, connect with nature more. Like, get more. Like, <laughs> more, go camping more. Well, I mean, or if you're doing enough, I, then I, I, keep, I going, keep going. Yeah, keep would, going. Keep going. I'd do as, as much more as I can. Like, <laughs> good. <laughs> keep doing. And like, I feel like, like there is like a, like a, there is a message from like nature. Awesome. Nature message. Yeah. From maybe maybe don't shoot it all the time. I don't always shoot <laughs> it. <I> think, <laughs> Yeah, I think like those like yeah, they're more like they see like human activities from really like you know different dimensions. So like they don't re they don't really think think like that, you know. Right. But it's more like being comfortable and feeling kind of like good being nature. It's like kind of like it's it's good. It's okay. it's being you. So, and after this, I saw this thing, Earth School. Earth what School? Your, what the fuck is yeah. Earth School? It's like 500 Earths, like, swimming around together oh. in the ocean. No, I don't know. I feel like this kind of answers the questions. Life lessons, soul growth, study, higher learning. Maybe, okay. like, this card says something to answer that question. Okay. Whatever happens, it's a life learning. Oh, yeah, I suppose. that's true, yeah. <laughs> so, whenever what is, it's magical, romantic, Whoa. dramatic. So, oh, you okay. know, just Earth School. It's just think more, yeah, like how they're, they're kind of watching. It's, yeah, don't take it personally. <laughs> well, geez, okay. Hey, at least we're getting attention from somebody, so that's yeah, yeah. cool. They're watching. It's <laughs> like fuck. Higher learning we would be waiting for you. Okay. Whenever whenever what happens. Okay? Okay. I'll remember that when they're putting me up on the scaffold. Yeah, and like. don't forget when you feel kinda doubt. Go back to nature. Okay. And so listen to their message, okay? I wonder if they're gonna yeah. put us in a water gallows. You're very sensitive. Okay. Hmm? I think what I'm getting out of that is I need to go hide in the woods. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> oh! <laughs> that too! 
Oh yeah. I think I think we're gonna have to go find some woods because these this plane's shit. <laughs> time to time to head yeah head for the forest. Yeah. Yes. But maybe they're gonna give okay. you a doctorate before they hang you. That's yeah. what I get. Or, Oh, that's great. You know, yeah. I like, yeah, so like if you read the card like that, that's also, that. that's also, that's it too. Okay. So that's it. Go back, go hide under the tree. Hide under the tree <laughs> and, and pay attention to my sensitivity. And then... <laughs> They'll give you an honorary, di- honorary and, diploma and then, before they and kill you. And, and I'll be open to learning stuff about that while I'm... Yeah, oh. Ask Totoro for help. Ask Totoro for help. Outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know Totoro was like Chuck Norris or something. Like he's huge, <clears throat> dude. Well, yeah, but I mean, okay. <laughs> well, awesome. I, th- I think I think that helped. Maybe. Yeah. Good. Give us some good insight on our, you know, the universe and our lives and where we fit in. Yeah. Yep. So to sum it up, I'm. Tony's going to become a woman, and Bo and, needs to hide with a Sasquatch. And Will's going to get yep. laid. Yep. And rough, rough, some rough trade, I guess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I hope that helps you get uh, closer to your card reading goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still have a minute to go. So. Well. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank, well, thank you. And thank you hope, very much. hope you guys can get away from them. Well, we'll, we'll use we'll use the, uh, the knowledge you've imparted to, to us today to... Uh, to try to endeavor to escape. Yeah, so, well, this, this is how we're going to stay Wonderful. one step ahead. That's right. Good luck. Whoa. What the fuck? She, she's gone. Warning. This ad contains fucking bullshit that's not suitable for anyone. Listener discretion is advised. As I write to you, my dearest Octavia, I cannot help but think that when I joined up with the Union Army... I was worried for the future of our young country. I was a different man then, so young and naive. I did not know what to expect from the Civil War. But it has been the best summer ever. Bronson Swagger Entertainment presents Soldiers Gone Wild 10. It's the most outrageous Soldiers Gone Wild yet. The looting. Everybody be cool to the the shooting. The drinking. Go noodle me some fish. The limb amputations. <laughs> Order your copy of Bronson Swagger Entertainment Soldiers Gone Wild 10 today from Sequoia and Swagger's free catalog. Order boys are standing by. We got one final. Welcome back. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> we have one final uh, creepy kind of Halloweeny story we're gonna we're gonna fuck with. Oh today. shit! Why couldn't the skeleton have babies? Because he had a Halloweeny. <laughs> You're fucking fired. <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Glossing over that. Uh, we're going to start with talking about Creed Taylor. Now, uh, when, when, when I started, like, Googling this guy, I, we're not talking about this Creed Taylor that was the uh, recording artist, uh, 
in the 60s that did like jazz stuff. We're not talking about that at all. We are talking about the Texas Ranger Creed Taylor. Uh, he basically uh, was one of these cats that um, all the stuff where we talked about, like the um, uh, Mexican-American War, and actually even before that, like, uh, well, he wasn't clearly wasn't at the Alamo because otherwise he wouldn't have survived. But like all the uh, uh, Bexar and like all all the basically battles that led up to fucking Texas being Texas, and then also invading Mexico, this guy did. You know, he was out there being a Texas Ranger, but, you know, they're kind of like a volunteer force. It's not like you couldn't, like, still go have a life. So he was Texas Ranger, but he also had, like, a fucking ranch. And so his Ranger company was out fucking around, either chasing Comanches or Mexicans or bandits or whatever you're going to do. And he goes out and checks his horse herd one day, and it's like, oh, shit, I'm missing some horses. And he goes over to his neighbor's place. Uh, I think that, what the hell was that guy's name? Um, Ned Flanders. Derek Flanders. Just for the sake of conversation, we'll, we'll, we'll say it was Ned Flanders for right now. Uh, I sure like cut of your gibberish. Colin Dudley Oodley. Oodley got Oodley. Oodley Oodley got Oodley. Oodley got Oodley. Oodley got Oodley. Oodley got Oodley. Say, would you like to puff on a referino? It's legal here. He warned me Satan would be attractive. Let's go. Each way, it's like, hey man, I'm missing some horses. How about you? Oh fuck, I'm missing some horses also. We should. Find those, okay? Vigilance so they committee! Start, well, this was a vigilance committee of two at first. And so they start fucking tracing Te where the horses are. Technically the smallest committee you can ever have. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Unless you have multiple personalities. Or, yeah. But either way, they have half a person. And this is probably, they're probably heading to kind of where we speculated that maybe the, uh, the, uh, the family ended up like the kind of that area of uh, between Texas and New Mexico, the no man's land. Like, oh, you're talking about the, the, ben the Bender family? Yes. Oh, like, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of in that area ish. And oh, as it shit. turns out, they're, they're tracking these guys down and they come across uh, one uh, Bigfoot Wallace, who is also a Texas Ranger. Um, oh, and, oh, fuck. And not a real Bigfoot. Not no, a real was... Bigfoot, sadly. About as close as you can humanly get. He was like 6'2 and. Like a couple hundred pounds in the 1800s. That's a big man. I stopped listening well, after you said Bigfoot. That's why I was like, oh shit. Well, oh, Bigfoot Wallace. Got it. There's, a, there's actually a town in Texas called Bigfoot, Texas, and it's named after Bigfoot Wallace. Really? And Bigfoot Wallace got that fucking nickname because uh, there was an Indian named Bigfoot that they were hunting down, and for some reason, he's a very, very white looking dude, but for some reason, somebody arrested him because they thought he was that Indian. Okay. 1800s is a weird time, man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's right. They run into they run into Wallace, who of course is like, oh shit, I'll help you find the horses. Now now Wallace, his his given name is actually William Wallace. Yeah. So, it's William. Uh, what's the A? His middle name is A. William Alex Alexander Anderson Bigfoot Wallace. Born Got two 1817. Names? Yep. Okay. It's the goddamn. It's the fucking old west, man. You get all the names you want. Um, but he had originally moved, uh, to Texas because, uh, he had some relatives get killed, uh, fighting the Mexicans. So he basically went there to kill as many Mexicans as he could. 
initially. And then he he did that for a while, and then he got... I guess he became less enthusiastic about it. I wouldn't say, like, completely unenthusiastic about it, but less enthusiastic about it. After uh, they, uh, they did that kind of, like, uh, foray into uh, Mexico that was kind of, like, un... Uh, Let's call it unsanctioned and unwanted by the rest of the government. Right. And they fought a series of battles, and uh, at one point they got their ass kicked. Well, I mean, they put up a good fight. I think, I think it was something like fucking 700 Texans versus like over 1,000. Uh, or Basically, it was like a lot of Mexican army versus a lot of like rogue Texans because they're fucking rogue Texans. Yeah, rogue Texans. And so they held, they held their own, but they got fucking, I think like 300 of them or so got fucking uh, captured. And it's when uh, Santiani was still in charge. It was after, you know, the Alamo, after he'd been defeated and shit like that. But Santiani was still in charge. And they had all these guys in a prison, and Santiani was going to fucking execute every last single fucking one of them. But luckily, they were negotiating with the uh, the government in Texas. And basically, they worked out a deal where they only kill, like, one out of every ten of them. Um, such a and, weird... And so, and so, well, and, and the fair way they chose which who was to get shot was it's called the uh, the the black bean incident. So they took a lot of white beans and they took just enough black beans to be ten percent, and they put them in a pot and blindfolded all the Texans and made them go pick a bean out of the pot. What the fuck? Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, so, straws uh, hadn't been invented yet. That's right. It, it, well, and that and that's a lot of straws. You you get a lot more bang for your buck with a bucket of beans than you can like. Think about how many straws that would be, you know. <laughs> but either way, after. yeah. And so, like Bigfoot was one of the guys that drew the right color bean. Um, also, was uh, Sam Samuel Walker, like uh, oh, of the yeah, Walker, yeah. of the Walker Colt. Walker Colt. Yeah. Um, yeah um, actually, there, like a lot of people got shot. Of course, during that one guy actually survived the execution. Of course. And then uh, lay th- lay there and pretended to be dead, and then snuck out that night. But then got caught and shot later. Oh anyway. man. Uh, the first, the, the first guy that, uh, the first guy that drew a black bean, I can't remember his fucking name, but, uh, he, before he got shot, took off his pants and gave them to one of his compadres that had like his pants were all torn up because he didn't want the Mexicans to get his pants. What the so fuck? he gave, so he gave them to the other prisoner that had fucked up pants. I don't know, man. It's the time <laughs> when they leave like hammers and axes and shit in your jail cell. So sure. apparently... Apparently, you just hand off your pants before you get executed, and they won't take them later if they want them anyhow. I I, I don't know how it fucking works. Some kind of weird dance. Well, that would be embarrassing. Though. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, want to look good for the executions. <laughs> either which way, that's not the point. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm saying that Bigfoot Wallace had been through some shit in his life at that point. Probably, probably a little titched in the head. Probably a little. Uh, let's call it hyper vigilant and maybe maybe a little super violent. He's you know, a one-man a vigilance committee. Right. And he's on well, the warpath. So now he's part of a three-man vigilance committee. And uh, so basically they track down, uh, as it turns out to be, this outlaw known as Vidal, uh, who actually was kind of wanted in the area for horse rustling and shit like that. His name is Vidal? Vidal, like Vidal Sassoon. Sassoon hair. Hair that looks like it's never seen a dryer, never been teased or mistreated. It's led a protected life. Hair created at the Vidal Sassoon Academy, the world famous center for hair care. Created- yeah, I was gonna say, he, so he invented fucking shampoo. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and hot oil. Air we're gonna be treatment. talking a little. We're gonna be talking about a little bit about head and shoulders here in a second. Oh shit, I, can I don't know about head. that. Uh, but uh, either which way, uh, basically, uh, the two rangers and the rancher guy found him when they were in their camp, 
and pretty much shot the piss out of them while they were unawares, and whoever was surviving pretty much got stabbed and hacked to death. And then they wanted to, uh, Bigfoot, apparently it was, like, it's usually blamed on Bigfoot Wallace that he wanted to send a fucking message. So they took uh, Vidal's body, hacked off his head, and then they tied him to a horse, like a Mustang, t- like tied him to a saddle on a horse, very, very Red Ghost of Arizona style. I was going to say, sounds a lot like the Red Ghost. And then they put his hat in a sombrero and then strapped that to the saddle horn and then slapped the horse on its ass and sent it off running into the night as a, as a warning. Whoa. And so, now our connection with those two Texas Rangers ends, but like in, in further episodes, we'll be talking about them more. But so, you know, they're like, justice is done. You know, we got our horses back and we gr- grizzly decapitated a guy. Yeah. High fives all around. Remains. High fives all you around. Know. Good job, everybody. So, shortly after that, and ongoing for a long time in uh, south, south, and uh, south and western Texas, just people are seeing a headless horseman, you know, riding around, freaking them out. Now, like I say, uh, it's not like the Red Ghost of Arizona because it's a horse, not a brontosaurus, right? You know, right, so right. it ain't trampling people and shit, but it's scaring the fuck out of everybody. So they, of course, shoot at it. You know, and then, Jesus Christ, you can't believe what I've just seen. I need a whiskey to steady my nerves, you know. And this goes on and on and on until eventually there's at least one horse got caught with a corpse strapped to it that was full of bullet holes and arrows because apparently, <laughs> apparently it was freaking out Indians too. Holy shit. You know, like Comanches are like, fuck, what is that? You know. So eventually, uh, they they caught a horse with his body on it. The head had been gone, but like you know, and then they relieved the horse of its saddle, and yeah, it should be game over, right? Yeah, except for it kept happening. Um, so some theories are that like Bigfoot Wallace thought that was a great idea and just kept on doing that whenever he dealt with a bandit and just kept on <laughs> strapping bodies on horses. It's my calling card, man. Right. But, um, I mean, like, the last fucking... Th- there was reports of it up until, like, the 70s. Like, 1970s? Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. So, and it's basically... It's a Texas legend. It's called El Muerto, which literally means the dead one, which that's not a very catchy... I mean, yes, it's a catchy nickname. It's just not very... Wait, wait. Say the, say the word again? El Muerto. Like the beef jerky company? Muerto, not Alberto. Oh, oh, gotcha. Jesus. Oh boy, Alberto. Well, that I mean, they were kind of making beef jerky. Yeah, totally. Uh, out of people. I mean, yep. nothing dehydrates meat like strapping it to a horse and let it run around in the sun for. It's the only weeks. way we can get this flavor sealed in properly. You got to cook it low and slow. You got to cook yep. it for like six or seven years at like 81 <laughs> degrees. Yep, and uh, minimum humidity possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so uh, yeah, it's a. Just, it's basically oftentimes also known as uh, Texas's headless horseman. But, uh, you know, there's no there's no uh, supernatural thing about it. It's pretty much, um, I guess, Texas Rangers are not to be fucked with and have some uh, de- debilitating kind of John Rambo problems in a lot of cases. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Fuck, dude. Yeah. yeah. That's so, fucking that's, nuts. Yep, that's that's what I got for for this year. Unless, yeah, don't lose your head. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to delve into we don't, we haven't touched much on Texas Rangers other than um, the Mexican American War. But holy fuck, there's some atrocities of those fuckers 
had happened to them and visited upon people in their long span. I mean, people forget they still exist to this day. Yep. A uh, little less decapitated. Maybe. Than they used to be, we think. Yeah. <laughs> but. Damn, dude. That's fucking awesome. I, I like, because uh, I'm always looking for the, which, like, who's going to be the serial killer in every episode, but I like we got it mm-hmm. out of the way at the very top. And yeah, there's, yeah. like, a whole family of psychos. Right? You know? And that, that was the thing. is like, yeah. Well, and like I said, I, I found that story because, like, last year we talked about, like, the, the huckstery and the chicanery of spiritualism. Yeah. And, like, oh, I'm going to shove gauze up my nose. Oh, look, it's ectoplasm. And I thought that would be a fun-ass story. Well, then I tripped right over that that shit. That's awesome, dude. So that was, I, I couldn't have asked for a better weird little find. Yeah. You know, Damn. but yeah. And we got another corpse strapped to a large animal. Yeah. Oh, man. See, I'm, here. I'm trying to make that the theme. Like, hopefully next year, by next year, I can maybe find like an orca. Like somebody strapped <laughs> a lumberjack to an orca. <laughs> Or, or like. Well, if if you if you don't come across anything in the next six months that you can do for the next Halloween episode, we'll just have to kill somebody and strap them to a fucking dog or something and slap it on. Oh, okay. I'm I'm not. I you're coming in kind of scratchy. I don't. I didn't hear what you just said. I didn't say anything. Man. On a publicly recorded. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say anything. Yeah, I'm coming out kind of garbled there. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> Well, it's 2020 ain't over yet. I'm sure somebody will kill somebody and strap them to a... It'll probably be Florida, so it's very likely to be a corpse strapped to an alligator. Yes, that's what we're looking um, at. Uh, have you seen that there's been an uptick in shark attacks along the East Coast, especially in Florida? Really? There has been. They're coming for I you, ju- Donald. That's the thing is he was talking shit about the sharks, and they got mad, apparently. Yeah. He's got and a talent have- for pissing everybody off. Yep. Well, in the Jaws movies, they always keep uh, finding where that family moves to, so... Right, like, (laughs) show up in their local swimming pool in Des Moines, Idaho, or in Des Moines, Iowa, and, like, yeah. (laughs) No, but they, uh, yeah, I I don't know, I got in a shark thing yesterday, because they, they, basically, they had somebody disappear in Australia, because they've been having people disappearing, and it's great whites, probably. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lady up in Maine, I think, that just got killed by a, uh, I think, Great White. And, uh, like, three at least severe bites in Florida. And basically, the marine biologists are like, hey, it shows that our conservation ep- or, like efforts are working. <laughs> As I, oh, I fucking love scientists. True story. Well, yes. I mean, I've always said, man, if you don't want to get bit by a shark, stay the fuck out the ocean. Yeah. You know, it's pretty easy. Not it's hard one to rule, you know. Don't, but, yeah. don't go to the murderer's house and you won't get yeah, murdered. Don't, well, no shit. And when I, apparently, if you do, like, go eat at the counter, not sit by the creepy cloth <laughs> with cloth. a sil- silhouette of a giant man with a hammer behind oh, it. Oh, that, that is chocolate stain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hath no mind. We'll, we'll send it to the dry cleaner in the morning. Why, why does it look like there's a man with a hammer standing behind the sheet? Oh, it's oh. not a hammer. It's... It's simply a back massager. <laughs> oh, that's that's Halloween decorations. Yeah, just hanging pictures. <laughs> exactly. I just like the description of the dad not, uh, like properly speaking English and like so he's speaking he's German and, he, and he's grunting at you. <laughs> Nine. If you walk into that fucking house and you see that, and your first impulse is not to get the fuck out of there. 
I kind of don't feel that bad for you getting your head stove in because yeah, no you kind of er, you kind of earned it at that fucking point. Yeah, no shit, dude. Just just through lack of fucking awareness, you know. Yeah. Ah, oh, no, Will. I suppose we better let you get to fucking the Democratic Republic of Idaho. Yep. <laughs> Are you gonna form a vigilance committee and take down a, a far right wing uh, terrorist cell? Oh, no, but uh, Hayden Lake is the birthplace of the modern white power movement. So, oh, yep. gross. Just, uh, just down the road from that, I guess. Fucking super. Mm. Well, be, be safe out there. I, I don't know. Do you have any fake license plates that don't say you're from Washington so you don't get... <laughs> and if the, co- uh, if the cops ask you if you got guns in the car, you, you always say yes if you're in yep. Idaho. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy. Yep. I guess. Hail of. Oh, it's Halloween, so we should uh, do some spooky gunfire. Spooky gunfire. What? What the fuck is spooky gunfire? (laughs) 